we've been talking about going after the one. And obviously, that is something that, as a church, we need to do, something that we need to stay focused on, something that we have allowed to fall to the wayside at times. And it's easily done, we've discussed, because we're concerned with the people inside the building. We want to make sure that everyone's doing well, things are going well. And uh, so sometimes we forget that we need to go outside as well. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And I know I have the kiddos in the room with me. So I will do my best, young people, to keep it entertaining. Um, I did, I was, I was playing basketball a little bit last night, and I'm getting a little older. So I have a few joints that are hurting. I won't be able to do no cartwheels this morning. There will be no jumping around or anything like that. <clears throat> I don't think a, a, a crowd surf would be good because you guys are kind of small and I'm a little heavy. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> um, but I do have something special planned for you. Um, hopefully a little entertaining even. Uh, <laughs> let's pray before we get started real quick. Lord God, I just come into you right now. I thank you and I praise you, Father, for the opportunity to stand before your people and to share your word. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will fill me up and that your words would come forth and uh, transform lives. Um, encourage your people and show your love and how to love. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. We're going to be in John chapter 4. We're going to be in John chapter 4, so if you have your Bibles, your electronic devices, you can get those out and just kind of get prepped. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, <clears throat> and I gave my message today a title, and that title is 99 to 1, Where to Start. 99 to 1, Where to Start, and that goes off of, uh, you know, the message that Pastor Jeff was speaking, where it was talking about... Uh, the shepherd going out, leaving the 99, going after the one. And in this situation, where do we start, right? Because we've talked about how important it is. We've talked about these different uh, ideas in, in, that, in that topic. But I believe we, me and Pastor Jeff said, you know, I think that people still don't really know what that is and what it looks like. Uh, last week, Pastor Chancey came up and gave us a riveting uh, explanation out of Romans chapter 12, which I was super excited about. Uh, if you know me or if you know this about me, uh, that is absolutely my 100% favorite scripture Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. As a matter of fact, if you've seen, I have it on my arm, um, and I absolutely love it. And he came and just gave an amazing message. It challenged me. I walked away mind blown. <clears throat> and out of that, again, I was like, how do we start? How do we start? Pastor Chancey said uh, in the message version of that scripture that we are supposed to uh, give our 
everyday life, right? Our eating and drinking, our getting up, walking around, and our going to work. Am I close? Yeah, okay. I'll make sure. And he said, we're supposed to be offering our lives as a living sacrifice. And if we're offering our lives as a living sacrifice, then we're also doing what I said a a few weeks back, which is becoming all things to all people, right? We're becoming a servant to all people. Um, And therein lies us sacrificing our life because not all the time do we want to be all things to all people, right? Sometimes I don't want to talk to Candace, you know, because she's mean to me. Uh, <clears throat> or, or maybe Alan, I mean, you know, who just really takes a jab or two. Um, <clears throat> I love everybody else, though. I love everybody else. No. <clears throat> Sometimes we just don't want to do this. We don't want to deal with a certain person. We don't want to be around a certain group of people. Um, but God calls us to be all things, all people. So therefore... We have to be servants. We have to give our lives as servants. When? In our eating and drinking, our walking around and going to work and any other time, right? So that's pretty much all the time that we're supposed to be doing this. Okay, Pastor Dwayne, how? How, 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 how? Well, you know, there's a couple different ways to do it, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about one. But before I do that, um, I want to you know, just run over my title again and add a little something to it. 99 to 1, where to start having a conversation with an agenda. Having a conversation with an agenda. That's where I believe we start, okay? And I understand that you hear the word agenda and immediately it brings pause. Like, er, agenda? That's not what we're supposed to have at all, right? I know I might have preached a message or two when it was like, you don't want to have an agenda, right? Um, Or we know that people are out there and they're looking at Christians in the church and they're like, they all have an agenda. Um, And yes, the word agenda is a little touchy, but only if you're not, if, if only if you don't have the correct agenda, right? Because agendas are not bad. Now, if I have an agenda to come to your house and eat dinner, not pay for anything, and you never knew anything about it, that might be a bad agenda. You know, I pop up at your door, hey, how's it going? I have me and my whole tribe with me, and we're expecting you to feed us today. You're not going to like that agenda. But if we have an agenda and there's a plan that other people know about and are cool with or even desire, you know, again, uh, 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 you know, certain somebodies, here might want to feed me and my tribe. If you do, please let me know. We can make an agenda of that. <laughs> but it's all about doing, you're looking at the desires, the heart. Where are people at, right? If I know my coworker is, has been having a tough time and, and I knowingly go in to help them or do something for them, then I have a correct agenda. And though they are not sitting there thinking, this is what I want, they are thinking, I could use some love. I could use some companionship. I could use some brother, you know, like side-by-side time, 
right? And they're not thinking that they want it from anybody specific, but if I slide in with the agenda to give them what I think they need, then my agenda then is correct. It's good, and it works for everybody. So I have three questions, three questions that I believe stall our progress in loving people, in doing what it is that we've been called to do, reaching the one. I have three questions that I believe stall us out, right? We get started on this process. Pastor Jeff preaches an amazing message. Uh, uh, Pastor Chancey comes up and, and gets us all pumped and going. And then these three questions, I believe, just bring us back down to our couches unwilling to do anything about it. Um, and when, when we answer these questions, I believe is when we're on our way to reaching people uh, nothing like ourselves or who we might not even like or who they might not even like us when we can Look at these questions. So let's get to the questions. Question number one, uh, isn't having the wrong agenda, I mean, isn't having an agenda wrong, right? And I just talked about that. Isn't having an agenda wrong? We've heard that, or at least I have heard that a thousand times that people don't want to talk to Christians because they know they have an agenda. Or second question, uh, why are you even having the conversation? Why are we having this convo in the first place? Third question, how do you have the convo without pushing your agenda? How do you have a conversation without pushing your agenda? Again, looking at the agenda. What is the agenda? So, we're talking about how to reach the one. And I believe, again, the way to do it is by starting with a conversation. Sometimes that conversation can be direct. Sometimes that conversation is roundabout and you have to get there however you get there, right? But most importantly, me and Pastor Jeff were talking and uh, organically is probably best because you don't want anybody to be like, you know, he, pre, he had this set up. Like even, it's really weird, we're weird, we're weird people. I want somebody to come and talk to me, but I don't want somebody to come and talk to me where they've pre-thought about everything that they're going to say and my situation, because that meant they were talking about me or thinking about me and my situation before they came to talk to me and whatever. And I don't want nobody thinking about me or talking about me, because then that means they're in my business and thinking about my business and possibly talking about my business. And I just don't want, you see what I'm saying? How that just goes really bad really quick. And we're weird like that, but we really want it. So. If it can happen organically, that's the desire. If I could get Pastor Jeff to come and join me on stage, I'm, I'm going to maybe liven this message up because I can see you guys are all bored. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I got you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll, I'll pray for her. Yeah, would you? Would you? I should have been getting on her instead of Candace today. Um, no, it's all, it's okay, all good. I got you. I got you. Hey Ryan, give me a microphone, Ryan. <clears throat> oh yeah, can we can we get another microphone? Uh, we had a red one out here. Why don't you just give me yours and you sit down? Okay, just no, just. Kidding. 
Okay, so, <laughs> all right, so let's, let's, just, let's look at this, shall we? We're talking about a conversation. What should this conversation look like and what should it not look like? I'm going to just take one second, one second, awkwardly, both of us up here on the stage while we wait on Ryan to bring us a mic. <laughs> look, Candace took off running like, I'll go get him. No, and that's, not even, that's not even fair to Ryan, is it? Look, this man is so good. Let's go. Let's go. Pastor Ryan. Can we just give it up for Pastor Ryan? My guy. My guy. And the, and the sound team, by the way. Here's the thing, though. Literally, two minutes till two, No. During the welcome, he comes into my office. I'm getting a water, and he says, hey, 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 while I'm preaching, will you run out of the something? <laughs> yeah. Why not? So... No fault of uh, Pastor Ryan, although he did take a little while. No, That's no, no. <laughs> Listen, we're striving forward. I just like to keep people on their toes. <clears throat> and since he's got a cane, I'm just trying to keep him going. Uh, I, I was going off of Heather. <laughs> this is for you, kids. If Hopefully it's working. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> whose water is this? That's, I don't know. That's, That's yours, bro. Let's see. It's mine now. It's not open. <clears throat> I'm not weird. <clears throat> ah, yes. Did you hear the snap? You heard the snap. Okay. All right. Real quick, I'm going to get some water, and then we're going to have a conversation. Okay. All right, Pastor Jeff. Yes, sir. You, sir, are going to be a, an amazing Christian. I mean, you are <laughs> the top-of-the-line Christian, Okay. Um, we so, like, how I was raised Christian or where we want to go Christian? Let's go with how you were raised Christian. Right on, man. Let's go. Because, I mean, if, if it's anything like me, the way I was raised, we good? Okay. <clears throat> I, am, I am that co-worker. We're going to do a couple different ones. I am that co-worker that you work with um, and, you know. Fair. Let's have a conversation. Let's go. All right. You okay, man? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, life, man. You know, yeah. life. You know, the uh, lake of fire is full of demons and hell, and you well, have one shot to get out of here right. So if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? <laughs> I, I wish I was exaggerating. <laughs> I am not. And see. Uh, I was just, as my character just really just didn't sleep well that night uh, before. Well, you know why you didn't sleep well, don't you, brother? It's because I was going to hell. Conviction. Exactly. Conviction of the Spirit of God. And it's, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yep. Can, can you repeat that for me? <laughs> 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 All right. And cut. <clears throat> <laughs> We're going to do one, one more, one more. Uh, I'm going to be a server. How about a server? I mean, eating. Romans said something about eating when you're eating, and we eat at restaurants, right? Okay. <clears throat> you ready? Hey, how's it going? Uh, would you guys, what would you guys like today? Can I start you off with some drinks? Well, here's the thing. I don't drink because I'm a Baptist, and so... There's, it's really important that we understand 
that you took a little long to get here, and I'm a child of the king. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm a child of the king. Glory to that. Oh, cold church, cold church at table 24. <laughs> Come on now. Some of you guys have went, you've went to church. You've went to church, and I mean, well, I'm not church. You went out to eat. And you have the servers come in, especially for those of you that have the ties on. <laughs> you have the ties on, you come in, you have your suit jackets on, you come in, and they're like, I don't want that table. I don't want that table. You know? <clears throat> uh, let's see. One more. One more. Uh, and by the way, no, no, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to tell you that. One more. Uh <clears throat> Uh, I was, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I'm, this is home life. Home life. <clears throat> I'm Kim. <laughs> okay, okay, I want to do it. Okay, okay. I'm years. Uh, you know what? You got to know when to stop. Know when to hold them. <laughs> so, okay, you get the point, right? Do you get the point? You're crazy. <laughs> uh, no way. I'm not crazy. It's good to laugh about. Uh, listen, you get the point. So in case you didn't gather, this is the wrong way. This is the wrong way to start that conversation. That is not the way to start the conversation. As much as you may want to, as much as you've seen somebody else do it, and <clears throat> three times maybe, twice, and it went well, that's not it. That's not it. N neither one of us believe that is the way to do it. So let's try to pursue where we're headed. There you go. Okay, let's try to pursue where... This is what the conversation may... Maybe it should look a little bit more like. Now, we are not, we, I mean, as, as close as we may be to perfection. No, I'm just joking. No, we're not perfect in, in no way, shape, or form. So we don't have this down pat, okay? But a pursuit, right? We are in a pursuit to be more of what Christ was, is, okay? And allow the Holy Spirit to live in us so that we can operate and do these things the correct way. And so we believe that this is probably a little bit more like what it should be like, all right? Same situations, we're at work, and I'm the guy, honestly, in need of conversation, but I've not said a whole lot, um, and I have something going on, but he doesn't know what, right? Because what if it's just bad sleep the night before? But we don't know this time. It could be something completely different. <clears throat> And action. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going all right. How about you? Man, you know what? It's another day. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> One extreme to the other. Okay. <laughs> Cut. Bring the lights down just a little bit. It's too hot here. No, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Look, man, so I can tell something's going on. Yeah. I mean, breaks over in like five minutes. After work. You want to you grab a soda? You want to grab a coffee? I'd love to hear what's going on, man. Dude, you know what? 
You know what? Sure. Why okay. not? That's I mean, great. I'm not usually one big on talking about stuff, but I could, I could, I, I could use some hang time. Dude, I don't have any answers, maybe, but I have an ear, so I'd love to hear it. That's cool. I know you got to go home, call home and get permission, but yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's cool. Can Can I just say something, Jeff? Okay. Right now, I don't know if I have a home. <laughs> No, seriously, though, as 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 much kidding and joking is going on. It's it's a simple conversation. It's 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 not prying. It's not diving in. It's simply a conversation and how it goes and where it goes to and just let it be what it's going to be. You know what I mean? And if you, if you start a conversation like that and there's no time, if, if I would have been like, nah, man, I'm not really interested. I mean, what, what would your response? Just what would, if I was like, nah, I'm not interested. I totally understand. Because I don't know that I would be either in many stages of my life. But what I would say is, dude, I'm available. Uh, I'll, we'll be here tomorrow at the same time because we work together. It was a workplace scenario. Absolutely. And I would follow up with that. Hey, man, is today better than yesterday? I mean, just keeping that door open. And if they keep shutting it, then I just know to pray for them. I mean, it's... Do me a favor. Share, share with them just real quick. I mean, like, as much as you want, you share with me a conversation about the waitress. Yeah. Instead so, of acting it out, there's yeah. real, true situation. So... Last Sunday, Miss Kim and I, I can't, I honestly can't tell you the last time we ever went out to eat on a Sunday. Um, we, it's just not something we do. Um, not that it's wrong, it's just, she's a great cook. Right? So, um, last Sunday though, the kids weren't coming over, so we just, we went and we got something to eat. And we're at a restaurant here close to us, and the young lady came up and it looked like she, was heavily burdened. She was, she was even, even breathing hard uh, when she got to our table. I mean, they were short staffed. It was just a nightmare for her. She wasn't even a good server. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying on the scale of servers, she wasn't all that. But there was a whole lot going on with her, you could just tell. So she comes up and she's like, hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, talking to me and Kim, what can, can we get you started with something to drink? And I said, before we do that, how are you doing? And what I found, and, and what Ms. Kim will tell you, they will volunteer so much information. They, they, they want individuals that are going through some stuff, especially in a high stress situation like she was in, they're not gonna get into detail about it. But, but the young lady, she got misty-eyed that someone said, hold up, I want to know how you're doing. And she told us what a horrible day it had been. They were short-staffed, and she's literally running all over the place. But that opportunity, every time she would come back, just Kim and I trying to show her some grace, trying to show her a little compassion, I don't know what it meant to her because I didn't talk to her at the end of our time together. But I know while she was at the table, there seemed to be an air of relief. And, and I didn't preach to her. 
I didn't pray with her. Mm. So right, wrong, or indifferent, I, went, I didn't feel led to do that. I, I felt led to show her in a, in a restaurant full of church people yeah. that you mean more than whether or not my Coke Zero gets her refilled. And I just, we just tried to speak to her in that way. Come on. See, now, thank you, sir. I'm, I'm going to let you go and be seated. I appreciate you being up here with me. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, so we did, uh, and I, I did the, the couple different scenes on purpose that way because it's two places that me and Pastor Jeff uh, kind of, we worked together, and then um, he shared that uh, story with me, that testimony. And I was just like, man, I was already in a place where this is where God was taking me. And I just was like, man, I want him to just share that with you guys himself. But here's the thing, guys. It's a simple conversation. This is not the deepest message in the world, but it's a, it's, it's a talk even where I want to encourage you. I want to kind of kind of say to you, there's not a lot to it. There's not a lot that you have to do. Um, you, me, everybody can start this conversation. It's, it's the agenda that makes all the difference, right? <clears throat> so I want to share before I get into really talking about the questions that I shared with you and everything that you just seen you have to keep in mind. I want it to be fresh in your mind as we walk through this, okay? Because sometimes we can't picture, we can't see something when we're sharing a message. It's like, oh, I just don't get that, or it just doesn't seem applicable to me. Well, hopefully now you've seen something, and I'm going to continue to share. So we're going to go to John chapter 4, verse 4, starting at verse 4. And I'm just going to read for just a hot second. Uh, it's a few, uh, few verses, but... I promise it shouldn't take too long. So just follow along with me, if you will, or listen. Um, it says, <clears throat> he had to go, well, wait, let me, let me set it up. Jesus, okay? We're talking about Jesus, and um, he, he's traveling, and that's the setup, <laughs> okay? That's all you really need. So you can know he, who he is, right? He had to go through Samaria, on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sakar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Pause. So, this is Jesus walking about time. We talked about the eating, walking, and working and whatnot, he's traveling. He's walking from one place to another, and he comes along into this village. He's not set and ready to preach. Whoever he's approaching and meeting, he's meeting for the first time. This is not some long-standing relationship. This is a strange place, strange situation, okay? So he sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, 
please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. They were about to eat. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Pause. Two major things right there. One, she was the wrong race. Two, she was the wrong gender. Two things she had going against her according to that time. She could not, should not be talking to Jesus. And Jesus, on the other side, should not have been or wanted to talk to her either. There was no expectation on her behalf for him to talk to her. None. So, put yourself there in the story. This lady's approaching to get water from the well that she's probably come to a number of times because it's where she lives, her village, and there's a man sitting there. She can see noticeably that he's a Jew. She approaches. Now, if you're like me, I mean, if you've ever approached a situation that you know there's no conversation or anything that's going to happen, you just kind of eyes down, avoiding any type of, you know, just kind of like, and the person's like sitting right there and you're just, you know, and, and this is her. And, and Jesus says, um, excuse me, <clears throat> could you give me some, I'm, I'm thirsty, can you give me something to drink? Who are you, and why are you asking me to get you some drink? It's your own drink, right? Like, some of us today, that's, you know, like, what? No. You don't even like me. I don't even like you. Why are you talking to me right now? Christian, not Christian, these are the type of responses that are expected a lot of times today. So the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. And as the story continues, it has nothing to do with the water as we know. 
but it has everything to do with life-giving water that Jesus is, right? And we know that. If you've read this story, you know that. But what I'm, the whole purpose of me sharing this with you is because this is a situation very much like the ones that I just gave you. Now, do I expect for you to be like, hey, listen, you drink from this well right here and you won't ever go thirsty again, I'm telling you. Like, that sounds like a line, <clears throat> you know, that Corey might have gave Heather. But, <clears throat> <clears throat> but listen, seriously, though, I I'm not expecting for you to say that type of thing, but why can't you say something like, hey, you know what? We work together every day. I don't mind being somebody that you can talk to on a regular basis. And I can guarantee you this. I will not, I will not mishandle the information that you give me. I will not backbite, trash talk, or hurt you. No, we can't be the living water to somebody, but we can start there. And as the relationship grows, as the conversation grows, we can eventually say, I know you feel lonely, and I hate that for you. But can I say to you that there was a time in my life when I was equally as lonely and hurting just as bad, and I know you might not want nothing to do with what I'm about to say, but can I just say that I found something that made that all better? What was that? It was Jesus. Or maybe they say, oh, you about to go on about this whole Jesus? I know you're a Christian, aren't you? I'm just not interested. Hey, I hear you. Yes, that is what I was about to say, and you know what? I'm not here to preach to you, and I don't want to preach to you. I was just simply saying that I've, I've been where you've been, and that's how I got through. By no means am I telling you you have to do that, but I really believe, based off of my experience, it changes things. What just happened? And then you move on. Hey, you know what? Break is almost over, same time tomorrow. And I promise, I ain't gonna preach to you. We ain't never gotta talk about Jesus again if you don't want to. But I definitely can talk and listen to whatever it is you have to say. Voila, there you are. That's a, that's a simple conversation. And that conversation can translate into teenage, high school, Middle school moments as well. Absolutely, 100%. There are people out there who are hurting. They are, they are drowning in life's circumstances and situations. And they are looking for somebody to throw them a lifesaver. They're looking for somebody to step into the circle with them and say, hey, it's going to be okay. And if it doesn't get better, I'm here with you. 
There were three men who got thrown into the fire. Three men that got thrown into the fire. And when they looked up, there was a fourth. How many people do you know are in the fire? How many people do you know need an extra person there with them? But Pastor Wayne, what am I supposed to do? Well, Well, Pastor Wayne, I'm not Jesus. Well, if you professed to be saved, if you profess to be a Christian, if, if you're saying that you have accepted Christ into your life and the Holy Spirit has filled you up, then you are just as much the fourth man in that fire as anybody can be. And who lives in you makes you just as significant as Jesus was or as the angel was or, or whatever was in that fire with them. We have to understand that. We have to believe that. This woman was sitting or, or, or coming to do her normal routine. This is something that she would have done on a regular basis. She would have come to get water at noontime because the sun would have begun to uh, change positions so it would not have been as hot. And there's Jesus. And he starts with, can you get me some water? Do you, do you really think, come on, let's think about this. Do you really think there was something very significant about what he said to her? There wasn't. There was literally no difference than Pastor Jeff being at that restaurant asking the waiter for his water. What I'm trying to say to you is, is I want you to remove the idea that something major happened because it was Jesus. I'm saying to you that it happened, and yes, it was major, but it wasn't because, it wasn't just because it was Jesus. Yes, did he do a little bit more? Did he, you know, give her some words about her life that there's no way he could have known? Absolutely, you can do the same thing. I'll go, I, can I share, I may have already shared this with you. I'll share a testimony with you again. Quickly, I went to a restaurant, same situation, very similar to uh, what Pastor Jeff said. I went to a restaurant, and I see this lady come out from behind the counter, and it looks like she's going on break. I'm sitting there, and, and the Holy Spirit just unctions me, right? I just, I feel a tug, a major tug toward this this lady. And I'm sitting at the table with a group of people. And I just can't help it. I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm looking over my shoulder. My wife's like, what is wrong? Why do you keep looking at the lady? I was like, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel a draw. And she's like, well, go talk to her. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I get up, I walk over and I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't, I don't, I was sitting at the table with my friends and I just felt like 
I needed to come over and just just say hi and you know, how's your day going? I hope your day is going well. And she was like, okay. Uh, she was like, well, I'm not having the greatest day ever. But she's like, I don't, um, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's going on? And she's like, huh. She's like, really? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to be honest with you. I was like, I just, I don't know. I felt like I should come and talk to you. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you, if there's anything we can do to help you, we would love to do that. Or maybe, you know, I can pray with you. If you needed prayer, I don't know. You know, and yes, is this very awkward? Absolutely. This is a little bit more intense than I'm asking you to do. By all means, don't, I'm not asking you to do this. And and she looks at me and she goes, "You know what?" She was like, "What the heck?" She was like, "I just got fired. I just got fired because I was late to work." And she was like, "I was late to work because my car wouldn't start." And I don't have transportation. And so my boss told me that if I'm not going to be able to get here, and, and not just that, but get here on time, then uh, I don't have a job. And I told him I don't have a way to do anything, so I don't know what to say. And he was like, well, don't come back. And I was like, okay, never mind. No, I'm just joking. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, you know, I, I was like, do you mind if I have a seat? And she was like, yeah. And I sat down and I was like, listen, I was like, I mean, I don't know that I can get you a car. I was like, but if you needed a ride, I was like, we could try to work something out to get you a ride. I was like, I don't know. I was like, but if I can help you, I would love to be a, a help to you. And she said, you know what? Don't worry about it. She was like, I, I'll figure something out. And I was like, well, can I pray with you before I leave? And she was like, would you please? I would appreciate that. And and so I prayed with her. I prayed with her, and I walked away. I left a card, a church, I had a church business card. I left a card, and I was like, hey, if you don't figure something out, give us a call. If we can help you, we will. And, and I walked away, right? So I never heard from that girl again. Never seen her again. Don't know what happened. But just asking you a question, Right? Do you think she was affected by that moment? Absolutely. Did I get anything from it? No. I didn't even get confirmation that everything got turned around. But it's that simple. So let's look. Let's look at the questions again. Isn't having the wrong agenda, isn't having the agenda wrong? Well, what is the agenda? What is your agenda? Let me tell you what your agenda should be. Your agenda should be love. Amen. Your agenda should be love. What do you mean love? Well, love. Do you have somebody who you love? Would you want to see them going through the situation that the person's going through? Do you have somebody that you love? Would you want to see them approach your table at the restaurant looking overworked, 
torn, tired, and upset. What would you say to them? How would you approach that? What would you want somebody to say to them? Even, even if, it, if it's like, because I know that you might deal with them differently, but I know how I, my wife was a server. And I know how I would want somebody to talk to my wife or handle my wife on a rough day. My wife went and served at Olive Garden, however many months pregnant, okay? Eight, nine, I don't know. I didn't make her go. She did it on her own. I'm just saying. <laughs> but there she was, all out there, and she's carrying trays between her arm and her belly, and she's making it happen. And there were times when I thought to myself, man, I'm going to need these people to treat my wife good. Or I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to mess some things up. <laughs> so I'm saying to you, if you're thinking that, then when you see the pregnant lady coming to your table serving, then maybe you say, hey, you know what? You know what? Can I help you? I know it's not my job. But here, stop. Have a seat. Why don't, why don't you have a seat, and I'm going to go ahead and offload these drinks. Don't worry about it. You would have been doing it anyway. If somebody has something to say, send them to my table, okay? I promise. I'm the customer. I'm always right. <laughs> right? And she walks away, and she's like, what in the world? That table over there is amazing. And you just, I mean, there's so many things that happens in that moment. Christians get a new title. We get a new look, you know, a new label. You know, somebody's getting blessed. Transformation is beginning, and it all was because we were willing to have a conversation with an appropriate agenda. Let's look at the next question. Why are you having the conversation in the first place? The answer is to give them something everyone desires. What is that? Love and acceptance. Love and acceptance. This is part of your agenda. When you begin to have the conversation, you're wanting to do it in love. And you should be doing it because you know that everyone desires love and acceptance. Acceptance of what? An acceptance of where they're at, what they're dealing with. And understanding, right? My life is going crazy and I just need somebody to understand. Hey, I don't understand the exact situation, but man, I do understand life kicking you in the teeth. I get that. How would you know? Maybe, maybe that's a moment when you are willing to open up and share something, you know, a testimony, right? And then we're back at the Bible again. We overcome by what? The word of testimony. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. See? Like, this is all real. This is all good. And this is how the conversation starts. This is how we reach the one. Last thing. How do you have the conversation without pushing your agenda? Well, if you have the right agenda... You don't try to have the conversation without pushing your agenda. But you do only approach people if you genuinely have love for them. 
you don't try to approach the conversation without your agenda, which should be love, but you do make sure you actually genuinely love and care about what they're going through. Otherwise, you probably should walk away. You probably should not attempt because in your attempt will show what you truly feel, if not in the moment, over time. So let's go back to Jesus one more time and the lady at the well. There they are. He starts this conversation in a simple manner. Can you give me some water? And then she begins to address him about all the reasons they shouldn't be talking in the first place. And he's like, hey, 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 wait a second. If you knew what I had here to offer you, he knew without a shadow of a doubt, he genuinely knew that he could change her life. He genuinely knew that if she knew, she would want what he had. What happens if you approach a situation in the same manner? What happens if we approach a situation knowing what I've got will change your life? And if I just take a second, slow down, and just work my way in to a place where you will understand and see and get it. But that takes time, Pastor Dwayne. And lunch break's only 15 minutes. But you have one every day at the same time. I understand you want to spend that alone by yourself, but guess what? <sighs> Listen, 99 to 1, and this is where you start with a conversation, with an agenda of love completely open and ready to take as long as it needs to be taken to get to this person what they need. You don't have to push, and sometimes God will open the door so you can jump right in, but you have to be willing to approach it with whatever it takes. God, whatever it takes. God, however long it takes, God, I'm okay. I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you, Jesus. And he's like, oh, good. Well, the way you can serve me is by serving them. Okay, Jesus, then if I'm serving, if that's the way you want me to serve, then that's the way I'm serving. Another testimony. This is a spiritual yet very practical God sent me to be under a man in ministry. I went and I served. I did my job to the best of my ability. And then that man came and said, uh, Dwayne, you've done a really good job and I appreciate all you've done. But now I need you to serve me in a different way. And I was like, well, what's that? I need you to go and serve those people. And this was people that not a lot of people wanted to go serve. And I was like, well, Okay. He was like, are you sure? He was like, do you want to do this? Do you feel like you're called to do this? Is, this? is this for you? And I said, listen, 
God told me to come and serve you. And if you need me to serve them, then I'm called to do that. And it's just that simple. And he was like, okay, well then that's what I need you to do. And I went to go serve them the best I knew how. And that's, that's a man. What I'm saying to you is that was a man. That was a man with flaws. Flaws that show. Flaws that I didn't always like. That was a man. And if I can do that for a man, if you can do that at a job, then you can do this for Jesus. I promise the reward is way, way better. I don't know what that reward is. Don't get me wrong. Other than what the Bible says, right? But it's guaranteed. Simple, simple, simple things. Last thing, and I'm I'm, going to close with this. And this this is kind of a, I'm asking for help here. Me and Pastor Jeff talked about this. We kicked this around, and we're asking for your help. Because I believe that something like this is not something that, you know, one or two people come up with. I really don't. Because it's way bigger than that. Who here has heard of pay it forward? You heard of pay it forward? Now, I'm not going to try to break this down and explain this. I tried to do that with Ben last night, and I failed horribly. (laughs) Walked away from Ben. He was like, huh? What's he talking about? I don't know if I'm showing up to church. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) Everybody's heard of pay it forward. Well, let me, I'm going to, you've heard of that. And let me tell you one other thing. Somebody told me one time when I was talking about ministry and trying to move forward, he said to me, he said, hey, Dwayne, if you want to see your ministry grow, then you should pour into somebody else's ministry the way that you want to see yours grow. He was like, help somebody else's ministry flourish and and God will take care of you. And I was like, okay. Sounded sounded reasonable to me. I mean, it sounded like it lined it up with the word. So I was like, okay. So let's look at this. Pay it forward, right? You, You pay it forward by doing something for somebody that has been done for you in a way, right? So you pull up, you're like, man, I got blessed the other day. Somebody brought me lunch. You know, my friend paid for my lunch the other day. I'm going to go pay for somebody else's. So you drive through the McDonald's, you know what I mean? You're like, hey, I'm taking care of the ticket behind me or in front of me or whatever, however it works. Right? And they're like, oh, okay. That sounds great. And the person pulls up. Here's my money. And they're like, don't worry about it. That guy took care of it for you already. And they're like, oh, that's so awesome. And then hopefully they go do it for somebody else, right? That's pay it for principle. But what if we did that in a spiritual way? What if we found a way to pay it for spiritually? How do you do that? Again, I'm not going to try to explain that to you. I'm really not. But I'm, I'm going to take that idea and then the idea of helping somebody through, uh, you know, helping somebody else's situation when you want to see your situation change, Right? So you know your life is upside down and sideways and somebody came and sat with you for three hours and just sat there while you cried your eyes out and just sobbed and snotted and they just sat there 
and didn't say nothing, and you thought that was the greatest thing ever, you couldn't believe it. Why don't you look for an opportunity to go and do whatever somebody needs, no matter how long it takes? I don't care if you're still in the middle of your situation. I want you to find somebody you can go sit with, talk to, pray for, eat with, buy a lunch. I don't care what it is. Go and find somebody that you can begin to do the work of Jesus Christ. And watch your situation change. Watch your life transform. Watch the things around you begin to transform. I don't know, what do you call it? How do you really get that going? Other than just saying, hey, go do this. I am giving you in a specific assignment. I don't have anything special to call it. All I'm simply saying is, is I am assigning you. I am giving you a, a specific thing to do, okay? And I'm even going to say, this week, going into this week, I'm challenging you to go out there and figure out a way to do something. Like what, Pastor Wayne? I don't care, whatever it is. I don't care if it's just, you know, go in and stop into your angry boss that you don't like and nobody likes and just be like, hey, you know what? You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. I mean, this probably can't be easy. It just, it can't be. It can't be easy at all. And you know what? I don't know that I would want to do it. So because of that, you're doing a good job. Because I'm not doing it. And you are. Go and do something. Go into Pastor Jeff's office and be like, Pastor Jeff. I'm going to put your arm around my neck and carry you around for the next couple of days. So you, so you don't need that cane. <laughs> yes. It's supposed to be a serious moment, people. Seriously, please, 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 please. And then will you do me a favor? Will you come back and tell us about it? Will you come back and tell us about it? Come back and tell me about it, and I want to talk about it from the stage. I want to share your testimonies. I don't care how small it is. Come back and tell me. Olahana, you take a, a, a call, because I know you, I know you. You take a call, and you're just like, hey, you know what? You have a good day, and I hope I helped you with everything. And hey, real quick, you've just been really nice. I've enjoyed talking to you. What? I just yelled at you. I know it's okay, though. It's okay, because you like yelled at me the least for the day. You know what I mean? Come back and tell me about that. This is what I did, Pastor Dwayne. I'm like, yes. Because guess what? When you tell me that, now I'm going to be looking for God to move in your life. And when I see it, I'm going to come over and be like, hey, man, God's moving in your life. I think that this has something to do with the time when you said this and did this. Tell somebody else. Help them to see. Okay? We are going to reach the one. And here's the deal. Sometimes the one is right here in our midst. And maybe they just haven't shown up for a few days. Maybe they haven't shown up for a few weeks, months. <laughs> If there's anybody, if you just bow your heads, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, whether it's on Facebook or right here in this house, and you don't know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
and you've heard everything I've said, and you're just a little bit iffy, weird, I'm not really sure. Hey, will you take a chance? Will you, will you just step out and take a chance and say, what do, what do I have to lose? Because I can tell you, you have a lot to gain. If you don't know Christ and you want to just take a chance and try something different, if that's you, will you raise your hand? Why am I asking you to raise your hand? Well, because I can start a conversation with you later. You want to know more about Christ. You want to know more about this life. You don't know where to start. If that's you, if you want to raise your hand so I can see, and I'm not going to call you up. I promise I'm not going to call you up. I would love to pray for you. I would love to put a face to the prayer. Okay. Nobody then good. Pastor Jeff, I think we got a church full of people going to heaven and, and they ready to do the work. So if you are here today, and I'm just going to pray for everybody on this because everybody should desire this. You want courage. You want words. You want opportunities to reach the one. I'm going I'm to pray for us right now that God would send that. But when I pray this, you have to step up. You have to be willing and ready. Lord God, I just come into you right now, Father, and I just, I thank you and I praise you. I thank you and I praise you that your son did this so very well. He had conversations. He, he talked to people with a desire to see lives transformed. He went to men and women and and he didn't start by saying, you need to know me all the time. Sometimes he just went and asked, hey, do you want to be healed? Do you? No, no. Do you want to walk? He just simply said, do you want to walk? Hey, can you, can you give me something to drink? God, you've given us such an example. Father, help us. Help us to follow that example. And then, God, give us opportunities to follow that example. Give us the words. Give us the actions. Show us how we can do the work that you've called us to in simple ways. As a church, as individuals, God, help us be the church that you've called us to be. Loving on people each and every day in our everyday life. Walking around, eating, drinking, going to work, life. Help us, Lord God, to live this life to the fullest, willing to step in and serve you and all that you love. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. All right, folks. Thank you guys for coming out today and trudging through the parking lot to sit in here with us. Thank you for joining us on Facebook. We love you. Pastor Jeff and us in the body Dayton, hope to see you around. Goodbye.